You're listening to the Wobcast with the one and only, the legendary, the insurmountable Wobby. Alright everyone, what's up? Welcome back. Another edition of the Wobcast coming to you. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, TCO Studios at Winter Park, in tandem with Wobcast producer and co-host Chris Corso on a weird, short, compressed, but exciting week for your Minnesota Vikings. It's Thanksgiving football. You ready for this, dude? I'm ready to go. I got got my turkey ready. I'll be uh, be ready to go. We obviously played there last year and had a tough loss, but this is a new team this year and uh, six games in a row. Let's let's make it seven. Yeah, um, big win last Sunday, twenty four to seven. The Vikings over the Los Angeles Rams in what felt like a playoff game. Don't you think? It really did. The the yeah. environment, the fans. How loud were the fans yep. in that building? Yep, it was awesome. We'll not be surprised. Yep, if we see that team again this season. Um, and it's officially crunch time, folks. No more bye weeks. Only six games to go in the regular season. Every game matters every week, but they feel like they matter twice as much when you get to this time of year. When your team is playing meaningful football, Chrissy, in November and December, it's the bomb. It's it's as good as it gets. It's yeah. been I've been lucky the two years I've been here. Um, we were eleven and five the first one in two thousand fifteen. Last year we started off hot, right. and all those injuries kind of. Kind of burned Mounted us out at last the end. year. Yeah. Yep. But this year, we've Back had at. the injuries, and uh, yep. the offensive line has done nothing but impress. Um, Case Keenum hasn't – has he been sacked once, maybe, since in, he's – In six games. Yeah, once, once in, in six, six games, games which yeah. um, that's obviously the difference this year. And then the defense. I was just watching one of those baldy breakdowns on yeah. NFL Network. Yeah. Oh, what was they, he doing with us? He was just showing how we made Jared Goff absolutely uncomfortable the <laughs> yeah. entire game. So <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, you'll have to go to Vikings.com to check that out. because Sweet. Oh, it's on our website, it's too? It's on our website. Nice. Yeah, they're, well done. they're stepping up his quality there because uh, he, he does them on Twitter. He, he does a really good job. And he does such a good job, yeah. and now they're starting to do uh, videos Smart. for NFL Network. So. Smart. All right, jam-packed show today. That includes an interview with the silent one, former Detroit Lion Riley Reef joining the Wobcast in a little bit. Plus, Know Your Enemy, a special edition of the Power Rankings, and of course, your mail. But first, some news and notes. This is the second straight year, as Chrissy said earlier, the Vikings will be playing on Thanksgiving. The Vikings, 5-2 and two when they play on Thanksgiving. Vikings fans, Chris, when they think of, of, of Thanksgiving football, they think of Randy Moss torching the Dallas Cowboys. And that was against Mike Zimmer. Yes, and yeah, it was. And he yes. always talks about that. He said, yeah. he always says, we couldn't. We had nothing to do. Yeah. We, had, we had no answer for him. For that, that right, yeah. Uh, it's kind of what uh, defenses are thinking about Adam Thielen, by the way. Yep. Uh, maybe he can have a little Thanksgiving Day feast in Detroit. Um, the Vikings riding a six-game winning streak into the toughest part of the schedule at Detroit, at Atlanta, at Carolina, this is the second longest winning streak under Mike Zimmer since 2014. The Vikings won eight regular season games from the end of 2015 into the beginning of 2016. Vikings are the only NFL team to have a top five ranking on defense and on offense, wow. and that's with both points scored and yards. That's a pretty cool stat. That is impressive. That is we we know about the defense, but to look at the offense as well yeah. this year, it's been it's been balanced on both sides. Yeah. Um on our little uh show outline here, Chris notes the Vikings held the league's top offense to just seven points last week and zero points after the first drive. And then I make a note team I looked this up. 
when teams go to U.S. Bank Stadium, yep. on average, they score 10.8 points fewer per game that than is, what their average that is. That is some good math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Rams come in averaging 33 points a game. They score seven. Wow. The Saints average 30 points a game right now yep. against us. They scored 19. Like, what we do to, to offenses in our building is we, we destroy them. And you have to give credit to the fans. I, yes. I, I mean, the fans were as loud as I've heard them since I've been right. uh, attending games there. And, uh, yeah, that was something else. Now, yeah, after the game, um, speaking of fans, something fans love is that the, the segment that Deion Sanders has um, every Sunday night where he's like FaceTiming with all the stars of the league. And usually it's a player. Right. Yeah, it's always a player. It's a young guy, a guy who can who knows what FaceTime is right? and who knows how to interact on a cell phone uh, with a selfie stick or whatever it might be. Yeah. And this time it was someone different. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Chrissy has cut up the audio of this. Obviously, you can see the video of it, which is also cool, on Vikings.com. So when you're done listening to the Wobcast, find your way over to the website and you can watch this. But take a listen to this, Chris. Roll the tape. Prime time. All week long, the last couple weeks, has been quarterback controversies they're trying to stimulate. Uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Case Keenum. Uh, how do you deal with that situation? Um, you know, Case has done a really good job. Can you stay and, in the uh, screen so I can see? I can't even man. see you. Can somebody what? hold it for you? What? You're the head coach, man. You got a staff. Hold that thing. Thank you. All right, I'm in the middle. I'm not holding it. Thank you. God, no thank you. Man, let's go back to football. Yes, sir. The quarterback controversy. How did you handle that? Was it even a controversy? Well, you know, I you know I love Teddy, and I think Teddy's a, a, a great football player. Uh, you know, Case is playing so good. We've been on a roll. Um, you know, and I talked to Teddy this week, and um, you know he'll be ready when it's time. But how do they expect you to throw Teddy in? He ain't been out there in two years. I, I don't even understand that. Well, you know, I get to see him every day in practice now. Y'all, y'all don't get to see him in practice. Uh, Teddy's doing some unbelievable things in practice, and he'll get his chance at some point, and uh, we're glad we have him on this team. It seems like you always found your diamond in the rough, man. It, it, tell me, what? how is Adam Thielen doing this, man? Again, uh, six receptions, a buck 23 in a TD, and I know why you're smiling because I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, I do know what you you're know? thinking. <laughs> Adam, hey, Adam is Adam's a good football player. He's a playmaker. He goes out, catches a ball. He runs as fast as he needs to run. Um, he's tough. He blocks. Um, you know, he's a he's a great Minnesota Viking guy. Hey, Super Bowls in Minnesota, man. Super Bowls in Minnesota, Zam. What you thinking, man? You, you, you don't have that grown man in Green Bay to deal with this year. He's gone. I know you happy as I don't know what. <laughs> Prime, you know, uh, we just we got a long way to go. We got, I guess, it's six games left now. We're just trying to get better each week. I felt like we got better today. Uh, the team played well. Um, I miss you, I but I don't do. miss you all that much, baby. I, I do. Okay, let me tell you about this vicious rumor I heard. I heard one of your best players. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. To one of this. your best players you ever coached. The guy probably that's responsible for you sitting in that office right now. I heard he Dion, picked you up Dion, in a Lamborghini Diablo and took you to a batting cage, and you fouled a ball <laughs> off your shin. Is, is that true? Dude, you were bunting in the batting cage. <laughs> Who goes in a batting cage and bunts? I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to hit jacks. You fouled a ball off your shin. I was bunting to get the timing of the batting machine. That's what a real baseball no player does. I'm swinging for the fence, baby. I love you, too, Adam. I said hi. Love you too, brother. Take care. 
All right, now from uh, from Prime to Pro Football Talk, you found an interesting article on Mike Florio's site, Chris. Yeah, I was looking at Pro Football Talk, and I was looking at this article that was comparing some of the free agent quarterbacks that were signed uh, in the offseason this year. Uh, one was in our, our division, uh, the NFC North, and the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears signed Mike Lennon to a contract that paid him $18 million this year. <laughs> So yep. and he's no longer he's starting. Not playing. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing. He's on their bench. Yeah. Um, the Miami Dolphins uh, lost Ryan Tannehill to an injury, and they went on and signed Jay Cutler and paid him a contract that he is making ten million dollars per year. <clears throat> he's currently injured, right. not playing. Right. Matt Morris playing. The next one, Brian Hoyer got a contract that paid him seven million per year with the 49ers. He's no longer with that team. Oh boy. So then, this is all pulled up on Pro Football Talk, so I have to give them credit there. Yeah. When you look at our guy, Mr. Case Keenum, brought in to be a backup, got a contract that pays him $2 million per year. And yep. he has now um, led us to an amazing stretch, <laughs> yeah. six wins in a row. It, it's just something of note here. Um, they even go on to discuss Keenum's chances of being an MVP candidate. Right. Wow. What do you What do you think about that? Well, I mean, the Vikings are are seven. No, we're eight and two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're eight and two. So the quarterback of the team that's eight and two is automatically in the com. I, I think. Is yeah. Up, I mean, you I have mean, to be. You're, Tom you're, Brady's in. Yep. Um, Carson Wentz is in the conversation. Yep. I mean, put Goff in there if you want. Maybe before last weekend, but Case is sure. Yeah, I mean, they they do mention that Brady and and Wentz would both be yeah, favorites. Yeah, they're, they're the top two for as, sure as of now. But he yeah. says, "How could you not?" I mean, right. and to hear the name Case Keenum in, in the same sentence as MVP, that was something I thought yeah. was was pretty notable. But what about the off season that Rick Spielman yeah. had? Uh, I mean, um, you know, signing Latavius Murray, signing Case Keenum, yep, signing Riley Reef, signing Mike Remmers. I don't want to hear Vikings fans anymore. That you wish we were more aggressive with free agency. Stop. That ends. I agree. That narrative <laughs> is over. Yep. Uh, I don't want to hear that next off season when if we're not signing people, I don't want to hear complaints. Um, dra- yeah, drafting Pat Elfline. Um, Dalvin Cook looked like it was going to be a great selection, you know, until he got hurt. Um, sticking with Kai Forbath and getting Ryan Quigley in here and um, Trey Waynes. How's that pick looking right now? Pretty yeah. good, right? Yep. I mean, um, just. And, and even just like being okay with Red Ellison leaving, like he's not he's not amazing for the Giants, right? Yeah, like, David, David Morgan has stepped in and yeah, done, done the same job. So, Kyle Rudolph does a little as well when it comes to blocking. So. Yeah, um, Zach Line, you know, we kind of let him go, and CJ Ham has been he's been great. Yeah, you know, and yes. like um, just handling the quarterback situation the way we have, and uh, playing in London, um, just handling weird stuff and here we are at eight and two you know it's, so it's impressive we, you, we had to note uh those when i saw that article we, we had to bring that up it's yeah. just uh definitely noteworthy when it comes to where we're at right yeah. now yeah these ele- first 11 weeks so maybe one of the crown jewels of the offseason player acquisition strategy was riley reef uh, who's played both left tackle and right tackle is playing left tackle for us um exclusively and has not allowed a sack yet this season. Now he's going to be going against his former team for the second time, and he's going to help the Vikings avenge an early season defeat to the Detroit Lions. We had the opportunity to chat with Riley Reef earlier, and we're going to play our conversation with him on the Wobcast right now. 
All right, welcome to the Wobcast, Riley. Talk about a little bit. I, I mentioned uh, during the introduction, you know, you, you've played both left tackle and right tackle. This season with us, it's left tackle. Uh, but just talk about, you know, playing both spots and, and what that's like. Uh, I feel I feel more at home at left tackle. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a had a transition a little bit since last year I was at right tackle, but uh, you know it's going good and uh, you know just every day trying to get better. You know, holding the craft a little bit and uh, making sure paying attention to the small details. Is it a physical challenge, a mental challenge, or a little bit of both to learn to play both spots? Yeah, I think uh, I think most of it's mental. Um, there is some physical, you know, just getting your body to, you know, get in that groove again. But uh, so far, it's been going pretty smooth. You know, we had OTAs and we had, uh, you know, mini camp and stuff. So it's it's been going good. Are you prideful of Iowa football? If so, why? You know, I, I went to school there, and uh, you know, I'm a prideful person. Uh, I got a younger brother down there too, but uh, you know, I'm just a fan of the way they run their organization, their program, and uh, you know, they got a great coach and Coach Ferentz, great strength coach. Good, uh, good coaches. If you were going to describe to someone who has never seen Iowa play, how would you help them in their mind's eye uh, understand what style or brand of play the University of Iowa has? Yeah, I think it's comparable to uh, you know the NFC up here, you know the division we're in, NFC North, and uh, you know they play a uh, hard, tough. You know, it's like a black and blue division. You know the Big Ten is. Why do you think the Big Ten generally raises a lot of good offensive linemen? Um, you know, I, th I think uh, the Big Ten, you know, they run the ball a lot. You know, they're, they're more traditional. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think players are, you know, they're a little bit more, you know, I, I, I really shouldn't say that. There's good players, you know, in every division. But, uh, you know, I think they're pretty prideful in uh, each program and sending uh, people to the pros. Well, we all know Chad Greenway around here uh, with the Vikings and he was also a member um, at the University of Iowa. Did you ever really get to know Greenway very well? I know he wasn't here when you were here, but did you ever get to know him well? <laughs> you know, I, I know Chad a little bit. Uh, I was actually just pheasant hunting with him the other day. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, luckily for him, I got to Iowa. And, uh, you know, I know South Dakota's real proud of him. I know he takes a lot of pride in that. And, uh, you know, he had an awesome career, and I hope he's enjoying retirement. All right, um, the Vikings. What's it like practicing against Everson Griffin every day? It's crazy. I mean, you're going to get his best every day. You know, um, we kind of crash on personalities a little bit. We both a little bit different, but, uh, you know, he's a great guy to work with. I like Ev a lot. Um, and I, th I hope we make each other better. What did you enjoy about your first part of your pro career in Detroit? Detroit was awesome. Uh, you know, I spent five years there, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, just, I met a lot of good people. You know, in this business, I think that, you know, that gets overlooked. Uh, had a lot of great teammates up there. Still have good friends up there. But, uh, you know, I met a lot of great teammates here. And, uh, you know, the journey continues. So, Riley, what was it like being a free agent? Uh, what was it like just looking for a place to work? Obviously, you were with Detroit, and uh, and you got to find a place to go. What was that like? You know, it's, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the first time I've ever been through it. Um, strenuous. I tried to relax as much as I could, but, uh, you know, um, I made the right decision. And, uh, you know, I'm here now and uh, just looking forward to keep moving forward. So what do you think this offense does well week in and week out? What is kind of the staple of this group this season? 
you know, I, I think we, we stick together. You know, uh, we're a tight-knit group. We got, a, you know, a lot of good players, uh, you know, and there, there's a lot of depth, too. You know, you look at our, we've had some ups and downs, uh, you know, lost some players here and there, and I think we just all stick together real well, and we have great coaches, and, uh, you know, um, that's about it. So Coach Zimmer and Coach Sperano both say that Riley doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, everybody in the room listens. Is that the kind of personality that you have? And if so, where did that come from, and why do you think you are that way? I, I don't really know. You know, I, I'm kind of – I think I just like to get down to business. I, I don't really like uh, small talk, but, uh, you know, I do talk. I, <laughs> I think that's a, you know, a misnomer or whatever, but uh, I, I do talk. I do communicate. Uh, I just uh, – I try to go under the radar a little bit, though. It's just me as a person. What do you appreciate about Pat Elfline? Pat, you know, Pat's tough. Uh, that's the first thing I'm going to say about him. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's smart, you know. Um, and, he, he, you know, he, he embraces the role he's in, you know. And he, he's, uh, he's doing a heck of a job. I'm really proud of him. Case, what can you say about him, the way he's handled everything that's come before him? He's the backup, but now you guys are relying on him, so he's the starter, and he's handled all of it with a plum. Case is a professional, you know. Uh, you know, he stepped in, and, he, and it's like, uh, you know, we just, it was still a well-oiled machine. You know, he came in, played, and, uh, you know, we've had a few ups and downs, but, hey, uh, he's playing really great right now, and, uh, you know, it's fun playing with him. You weren't here when Teddy got hurt, but you have had as close of a look as anyone watching him as he recovers. What do you think about Teddy? You know, I've been real impressed with Teddy the whole time I've been here, um, even when he was still uh, rehabbing from his injury. And he's just tough-minded, and uh, you know I think that's what really helped him get through that injury. You can see it. You know he's determined to get back, and uh, you know he worked hard for it. So, who are some of the guys in this league that you've gone against that you know it's just going to be an all-day affair, and you're, you're going to be going against them all day? Uh, not really a playoff when you're going against them. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as that goes, I, every week I, I expect a 60-minute fight. You know, or more. Yeah. Um, that's just the way this league's built. You know, pass rushers are, are premium in this league. And, uh, you know, I used to have a heck of a time going against Griff. You know, Griff's going to bring it every play. But uh, I'm glad I'm on his side now. So, Riley, how do you feel about playing against Detroit? We know you were there for five seasons. Is it going to be weird playing against them on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, you know, I, I try to treat it as uh, another game. Um, like I said, I, I've made a lot of great friends out there. Uh, over in Detroit and uh, you know they're still my friends but uh, you know business is business when it comes down to it and uh, you know say say hi after the game you know still go out there and compete. All right Riley thanks for joining us we look forward to seeing you out there on Thanksgiving Day Skull Vikings. Okay time to get to know these Detroit Lions a little bit better. Chrissy has the rundown go for it dude. All right so it's know your enemy with the Lions have to bring up this stat uh, we are 71-39-2 all-time against the Lions, including a mark on the road of 32-23-1. Um, obviously, we, we lost there last year, but our road stats are pretty good mm -hmm. when going against Detroit. 3-0 um, and in the NFC North are the Detroit Lions this season. They actually have won their first three road games against the Packers, us, and the Bears. That's the first time they've done that since 1961. So th this is part of why the Lions are, are still a very legitimate threat yeah. to the Vikings because they've beaten them once, 
and they're three and zero in the division. Yep. And they have three home games left in the division. That's huge. Okay. Yes. So, um, you know, you drop you're the Vikings and you drop this game to Detroit. It's a one game lead, and Detroit has the tiebreaker on you, and you can't get it back. This is a huge game. I I agree, and the past few games we've played against the Lions have all been very close. Mm-hmm. Um, they are three and zero. They they swept us last year. They beat us this year, 14, 14 to seven there at US Bank Stadium in Week Four, and they are three and zero. But all of these games have been decided by a combined sixteen points. Oof. I mean, these games have been heartbreakers. They've won on game winning field goals. They've won on uh, turnovers by Sam Bradford mm-hmm. uh, at the end there uh, on Thanksgiving last year. So these are always, always good games, and I expect nothing less uh, coming up on this Thanksgiving day when, yep. we, when we play them. And then you already hit on this, their remaining schedule. I don't know if you want to go through that, but it is not the toughest schedule for the for the Lions going forward. At Baltimore next week. Now, that's not, that's not a walk in the park. Yeah. That's a tough game. But after that, it's at Tampa, home to the Bears, at the Bengals, and home to the Packers. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, they, <laughs> have, mean, they have some some easy games on there. That's I, for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, no, nothing's you know you don't ever expect any teams to just roll over for you and you're gonna you're gonna kill them. You don't assume that ever. But you know, considering who you can play in this league, like we're playing the Falcons and the Panthers on the road. You know, yeah. yeah so they're playing um, you know the Bucks and the Bengals and the Packers and the Bears. So uh, huge game. On Thursday for the Vikings. That's right. All so right. Now, now we'll... Uh, yep. Leading the way for the Lions is... Matthew Stafford. Yeah. We spoke about those quarterback contracts. This guy's making a lot of money. Um, yeah. He signed a big deal in the offseason. Um, but he's he's backed it up. He's had a good season so far. Um, he's thrown for 2,760 yards with 19 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's... I mean, he's having a, a good yeah. year. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's definitely a quality top seven top five maybe quarterback in this league? I think league? he's in the conversation um, at, at top seven for sure. I think we can debate whether he's in the top five or not. But for me, um, right now, not like in his career, not in the last five years, just just today, you got to have a quarterback for 16 games right now. Yep. I mean, Ma- Matthew Stafford is one of the seven, top seven. And speaking of that, we're going to give you a stat that shows just how great of a career he's had. Um, this is from the Detroit News Online. With just 127 passing yards in Thursday's game, he will pass Peyton Manning for the most all-time for a player under 30 years old wow. for passing yards. So that's, I mean... And he and he hasn't even turned. He won't turn thirty until the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's ahead of Peyton in that regard. Um, that's pretty. Yep. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Wow." Yeah. I I, I wouldn't have known. That's that. impressive. Yeah. Um, Pro Football Focus also had a stat um, th- that supports that Stafford has become the league's highest rated deep passer so far this year. Um, According to them, he has a passer rating of 128.6 in those instances when he's throwing down the field. Yeah, and um, I think for Pro Football Focus, that that a deep pass is a pass that's in the air for 20 plus yards. Oh yeah, right? that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he knows how to throw the ball down the field. It's tough to do against the Vikings defense. Yep. Um, but look, look for him to try to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's tough to do against us because of our pass rush and our coverage. Yep. Both are good, and so I just don't think he's gonna. 
He's going to be on seven-step drops, throwing the ball down the field against us. I don't see that happening. I think they're going to attack us with uh, some of the underneath stuff, but we'll see. I agree. Um, running backs, there's not much there. Yeah. Um, not going to downplay him. Theo Riddick can catch the ball to the backfield. Um, Amir Abdullah out of Nebraska does lead the team with 491 rushing yards. And he had um, a rushing touchdown against us. He did, and yep. that was an impressive rushing touchdown. Yep. He he broke through the line and, yep. and extended forward for the touchdown there. Um, but they only ran for 65 yards on 24 carries at Soldier Field last week. So these are good backs, but I don't know. They're, yeah, they're not the threat. Yeah. Uh, especially with Anthony Barr playing the way he's playing. Anthony Barr is going to run around after Theo Riddick, and I don't think Riddick's going to be a problem. The problem you have with the Lions is Stafford throwing to Tate and Marvin Jones and uh, TJ Jones, I yep. think they have, and um, that rookie who's pretty good, Galladay. That's the problem. You know, you got to have good coverage on those guys. Going to their defense, there is a weak spot that they have noted, uh, the Lions themselves. They are 28th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game, uh, 80.8. Um, yeah. And, and it's gotten worse without Haloti Nada. That's right. Yeah. In the first five games, the Lions were given up uh, 74, I think, rushing yards per game. Okay. And since he's been gone, 155. That's that's He's a big difference. Yeah. Yep. That's that's He is, was the longtime Baltimore Raven, um, was, was there forever, came to Detroit and made a total difference in the middle of that defense. And obviously you're seeing uh, how valuable he is. Um, they do have another guy in the middle who is on the injury report, Ziggy Ansah. Uh, he is one of their best pass-rushing threats on the defensive line there. He has four sacks this season. Um, I think he was – was he limited in practice today? Yeah, he was limited in, uh, in the two injury reports that the Lions have issued um, up to this point. He's been limited in both of those practices. So we never wish a guy to be hurt. But we'd love to not have to see Ziggy Ansa on Thursday. I, I agree with that. Right. Um, another guy that they have there, a linebacker who is all over the field. He leads the team in tackles. Uh, to hear Whitehead, he's he's mm-hmm. a guy that's yeah, he's always good. he's always around. Um, they do have good defensive backs as well. Glover Quinn has three interceptions. He was a Pro Bowler last year. He was actually the guy who knocked um, the fumble out on Adam Thielen oh, yeah, that's right. on, on the last drive there. And then Darius Slay has four interceptions. He's more of a younger cornerback. Yep. He's given us some problems yep. over the he years. He's good. Darius Slay is really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll do it for the uh, Know Your Enemy. I think right. we, we had some good tidbits there. Uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, some of these guys going forward, but uh, I like our chances on Thanksgiving yeah, Day. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a fun game, and it's a huge game. And, I mean, um, if the Vikings win, this thing is not over. Detroit could still bite, scratch, and claw their way back. And if the Vikings lose, and we're not going to crown the Lions, the Vikings will still be in the lead. But this is a big game um, uh, down the stretch. Either this thing is wide open for either Detroit or Minnesota to win it if the Lions win, or if the Vikings win, the Lions will have a huge uphill climb the rest of the way. So big game. Big game, that's for sure. All right, let's so do some fan mail. Let's do some fan mail. Let's see. The first one is from... Ken Sweetland. I love Coach Zim. He made a statement after Skins win. We need to learn to out teams away when we have the lead. Oh, to put teams away, sorry. Put teams away when we have the lead. Zim, you did it. Keep kept the gas on the pedal for four quarters. Right. Um I I don't think Zim is ever not trying to do that. Like I, I get what Ken is saying. He what he's saying is like 
we had a lead on the Redskins, and then we let them back into the game. Then we had a lead on the Rams, and we didn't let them back in the game. But Zim didn't do anything different. Yeah, the players are the ones who did something different. You know, Case didn't throw two picks against the Rams like yep. he did against the Redskins. So, um, I love that Ken is giving Zim credit because I think Zim deserves a lot of credit. But let's give the players credit. The players are the ones Agreed. who kept the pedal to the metal on the Rams and finished them off. And I think a big part of that is playing at home. You know, that's going to help it's you. It's a big deal playing at yeah. home. Um, and it's just it's hard to win in this league. It's really hard to win on the road. And that's why we had to scramble at the end of that Redskins game. Um, and we're going to have a dogfight on our hands when we go to Ford Field on Thursday, too. That's for sure. Next question. Larry, great win. Let's give some credit to the coaching staff. Now let's take care of the Lions. Why have we struggled against the Lions? Uh I have, I have to think that our O-line can push them around, control the line, and beat the Lions. What do you think the keys are on, on both sides of the ball? All right, well, we've lost to the Lions because we've turned the ball over. We lost three fumbles earlier this season to them. Yep. And then Bradford threw a pick at the end of the game at Ford Field last year. That's right. And then Prater came on and kicked a field goal. Speaking of Prater, he kicked a 58-yarder at U.S. Bank Stadium last year. Because uh, we mismanaged the end of the game, yep. right? So we've made our own mistakes. We've turned the ball over. We've mismanaged uh, crucial situations. And give Detroit credit for winning, but we beat ourselves these last three games. So that's why we've been losing to the Lions. That's also why you and I feel good about our chances of winning this week because we feel like we can correct those errors, right? So That's um, for sure. Now, with the way we played in the trenches, Chris, don't you feel good about our chances of going into Detroit and giving them a good battle in the trenches? Because they're good along the offensive and defensive lines, too. They really are. Um, they got back Taylor Decker, um, who is the, the tackle who will be going up against Everson Griffin. Yep. Um, the other one who was there uh, has been released, uh, the, uh, yeah. Greg, Greg Robinson, yep, who's his right. name. Yep. Um, he was Everson Griffin actually called them lazy right. in the in the locker room. Right. Um, he did have a sack against them, um, but he was released as Taylor Decker um, the, came back came yeah. back uh, a few weeks ago. He he just came back, so that's a big uh, a big addition in this game for the Lions in the run game in the pass game. As Coach Zimmer said in his press conference today, uh, watch out for Taylor Decker. Yeah. he'll be he'll be one guy. Yeah, first round pick um, out of Ohio State, really good player. And I think the keys are. For the, for the Vikings offense, eliminate negative plays, penalties. We had five offensive penalties last week against the Rams. Yep. And eliminate those plays where your running backs get tackled behind the line of scrimmage and eliminate sacks. Get rid of those. Yep. Don't have negative plays. You're not going to score in every drive against this Lions defense, but don't go backwards. You know, Try and win the field position battle and don't give Stafford a short field. And then defensively, explosive plays we only gave up two plays of 20 plus yards wow. to the rams wow who came in as the most explosive offense in the nfl if you can make detroit earn everything I, getting down the field i like our chances there. i do too yeah. so eliminate explosive plays on the lions offense all right well the last question is from chris in utah it's cool to see a fan out there in utah yeah the next three chris, chris emails every week by the way oh that's awesome yeah he's got a good quote chris um Chris will email uh, every week and usually multiple questions in the email, and they're good questions. So I like Chris from Utah. That's awesome. Yeah. The next three away games coming up for the Vikings, realistically, how do you see defensively matching up with these next three opponents? Mm -hmm. The Lions, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Three good teams. Yeah. 
tough matchups. Look at the quarterbacks. I mean, it's got Stafford, yeah. Ryan, and Cam Newton, right? And look at the defenses. I mean, we know how good Detroit's defense is with Glover Quinn and Darius Slay and Ziggy Ansah and Zettel. Those guys are good. Uh, Ashawn Robinson. Atlanta's defense is fast. You saw what they did to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh, last week. They have a lot of team speed um, in Atlanta. And then the Carolina defense, I mean, Luke Keekley is a tackling machine. Thomas Davis is all guts yep um you know so um you know they have a really good defensive line they're deep uh Kwan short is good charles johnson is good um so yeah these are these are these are playoff games these are the, the intensity in these matchups is going to be like the playoffs the vikings are going to have three playoff light games in a row and if you put the rams in that category four playoff light games in a row that's here. great so it's it, it is great. It's great for you as you go down the stretch. You're and you battle hope, tested. Right. You hope to make the playoffs. So yeah, yeah. and I, I think we've already had a decent amount of wins against some subpar teams, and now we're gonna see if we're really built for the playoffs against right. some of these teams that you'll probably see uh, when we get to the playoffs. Right. So, all right, we're moving on to our power rankings. This is a segment we've done um, the past few weeks because we keep moving up. Yep. So we're going to give you some Thanksgiving day food power rankings. Right. We're not doing NFL team power rankings. Yeah. We're doing Thanksgiving day food. I All love right. It. So this is like if you're at Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner or lunch and the food isn't there, how bummed out you are. Okay. Like, so this is like, we're taking the last foods you want removed from Thanksgiving. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. Okay. All right. Um, 100%, if I'm at Thanksgiving, I absolutely need mashed potatoes. Is that number one? For me, yes. Wow. And like... That's bold. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to me, if I don't have mashed potatoes, I'm just like... I mean, I'm not going to have double stuffing. I yeah. can only have so much stuffing, you know? I love like, stuffing. Well, so do I. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I need mashed potatoes there. I'm more than turkey. Like, wow. cause even if I don't have turkey, I can yeah. have meatballs or chicken wings yep. or whatever but like mashed like i'm i'm feeling naked without mashed potatoes so that's number one wow okay I, that's like that's like putting uh let's see the, the like a, a young up-and-coming tea like i don't even know that would be like putting the vikings are we mashed potatoes I don't know. maybe yeah <laughs> like if if putting i don't them at number one i'm pissed if there are no mashed <laughs> potatoes like if i get up there to the line it's thanksgiving i got my plate and the mashed potatoes are already gone yeah pissed off wow okay number two Okay. Green bean casserole. I need green bean casserole. Wow. I want it with cream of mushroom soup. Wow. I want it creamy and and kind of soupy. Yeah. Like I don't want to eat it with a spoon. Not <laughs> not like that soupy, but like I want it wet and creamy yep. and green beans and cream of mushroom soup. That is so hearty. That's and number two. That's number two on my power rankings. Wow. Okay. Number three on my power rankings, gravy. I need gravy. That's my number one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. Gravy right. is number one All right. for me. So if you show up to Thanksgiving Day dinner and everything's there but not the gravy. I'm done. You have a gripe. Yeah, because the turkey. What's the turkey without the gravy? Ugh, too dry. And my grandma, she yeah. makes... I will not be home for Thanksgiving, which is very disappointing this right. year. But right. um, she made the famous gravy, and she still makes it to this day. So um, gravy. Okay. Grandma's uh, gravy. All right, so that's number one for you. Sneak yep. peek at Chrissy's power rankings for Thanksgiving Sorry, Day food. Sorry, I had to slip number in there. Number one, you, gravy. You mentioned my number one. It's number three for me. So yeah. I'm at mashed potatoes, <laughs> green bean casserole, okay. gravy. Are I'm we doing a, top five? Yeah, I want to do five. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah, go. Four, 
sweet potatoes. Okay. So I got two types of potatoes, but listen, this isn't an everyday <laughs> meal, okay? Well, this isn't, you know, meal at 6 o'clock at your yeah. house on a, on a Tuesday night. This is a special meal. I got two types You're of potatoes. You're all carbs. Don't at me, <laughs> okay? Don't at me. I have two potatoes on my plate, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. I love gravy. That's number three. Gravy not on the sweet potatoes. Okay. Gravy only on the mashed potatoes, <laughs> the turkey, and the stuffing. All right. Finally, number five, I mean, I need dessert. So pumpkin pie. Wow. No turkey on the list. I could do without turkey, honestly. I mean, wow. I get it. It's part of the tradition. You need it to be there. But yep. I mean, and that's going to be on my plate every time. I But I can take it or leave it. It's my least favorite holiday meat. Like I like bratwurst at 4th of July better. Yeah. I like ham at Easter better. I like beef at Christmas better or whatever you have at Christmas. I yep. like that better. Um, so turkey does not make my top five. That is crazy. Thanksgiving Day power rankings. <laughs> so to review, my power rankings before we get to Chrissy's. One, mashed potatoes. Two, green bean casserole. Three, gravy. Four, sweet potatoes. Five, pumpkin pie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm amazed right now. I love your reaction. <laughs> I'm amazed because there's no turkey on there. I love turkey. I'm oh, big, you do? I, okay. And I'm and I'm not just gonna say I love turkey. I love my my mom, my family. They'd always make fun of me because I always wanted the leg. I wanted yeah, the leg. The on leg's my plate. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go turkey leg as number two. Okay. Gravy first because gravy is just makes everything. Okay. I put gravy on everything. Okay. Like I'm I fine put with that. yeah. Um, number three is stuffing. Okay. I love stuffing. There's gravy on that too. Okay. <laughs> Number four, sweet potatoes. Yes. Sweet potatoes, top mashed potatoes for me. Okay. I'm sorry. I know That's you fine. love mashed potatoes. Yep. Those are four. And number five, I like the we we do breaded cauliflower. Oh, yum. And it's really good. I love cauliflower. It's like a pie. Yeah. It's like kind of like a cauliflower pie. Yum. Um, my aunt makes it. I kind of want to come over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, though. and it and you cut into it, and it's cauliflower, and it's breaded, and it's really good. I'm into that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's um, that's my number five. It's different. Not everybody has it, so I had to had to give it some some love on here. All right, I love it. Your power <laughs> rankings are good, man. I think we could have a good Thanksgiving Day feast if yeah, we got together. Let's do it all. Let's yeah, do let's do the top ten. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the Wobcast. Um, the game is Thursday, Thanksgiving Day morning game for the Minnesota Vikings, eleven thirty a.m. Central Time kickoff on Fox. Remember. You can catch Vikings Game Day live on Fox 9 here locally in Minnesota. That will begin at 9.30. That's the pregame show on Fox 9. Yours truly on that show, as is Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, Hobie Arteague, Don Mitchell, Ron Johnson, all breaking down the game for you a couple hours before kickoff. The Vikings Radio Network pregame show also starts at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. Mike Musman hosts that. You will hear from all of us on that show as well. Download the Vikings app if you haven't, and make sure if you have the iHeartRadio app, you check out the Vikings channel. Everything that we produce audio-wise here, including our press conferences, um, you can find on the Vikings channel on the iHeartRadio app. Please follow us on Twitter. I am at Wabi. Chris is at C-A Corso, C-A-C-O-R-S-O. And, of course, follow the Vikings at Vikings. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We are thankful that you guys listen to us, to Chris and me right here on the Wobcast. Enjoy the game. Let's chat again next week. Skull Vikings. Oh yeah!